Welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. This is episode number 34 for you guys. The New York Yankees just got swept by the Tampa Bay Rays earlier in the week. They lost the series to the Toronto Blue Jays, and we are here to absolutely be completely miserable on this pod. We have your guys' voicemails to get into, to talk about, hear the feelings from our fans, from the Yankee fans, just there's... There are so many perspectives on this and different thoughts to be to be said. I mean, it, everything is going everywhere. Tyler and Nick, I, this we got we got our boy Stanzo. I'm I'm just so flustered. I forgot to introduce you at the beginning. It's just this is just a complete. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's April. It's early. We could say relax, but we're we're a little upset at this point, and we got a lot to dive into. But before we head into the episode. Be sure to follow us at Four Savages on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Four Train Savages. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, scroll up, go to the bottom. You will see where you can write a rate and review. That will very much help us out if you give us your thoughts. Leave a five star for us. Helps us kind of outreach, get gain a gain more of an audience, reach out to more Yankee fans so more people can hear about the pod. Here are our thoughts on the Yankees. Um, and also we have our friends at Manscaped that you have to hear about. This is the Beltline. We've got balls. Lemony fresh. Baseball is back, baby. Dust off your mitt and cleats this spring and be ready for first pitch. Before hopping on the field, our sponsors at Manscaped also want your balls and bat to be clean, shine, and feel their best. Manscaped is the global leader in below-the-waist grooming, and have an exclusive deal for our audience to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 4SAVAGE at manscaped.com. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement today. Manscaped, great product. Go ahead over to their website. Use the code 4SAVAGE. Help us out. Help yourself out. Help your girl out. Whoever whoever needs that male grooming out there to to get yourselves right in the springtime while baseball season is finally underway, go ahead over to manscaped.com to use our code for Savage to get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. So now that that's over, we are time. It is time to absolutely, uh, I don't know, have a bad time, boys. Nick, thanks for coming on. Shout out Stanzo Stops. Been doing a great job with that. So you guys should go go ahead over. Uh, on Twitter and check check that out. We got those coming out each week. There's going it's this week. It's probably going to be a very rough, uh, rough one. Nick, I would say It'll Tyler. Just a Boys, how we post. feeling? <laughs> how how we feeling? I I I'll let you guys get a little something off the bat because this is just I, I I can't even I can't even I'm just in a terrible state right now. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in a glass case of emotion. Glass case of emotion, <laughs> man. This is just ridiculous, boys. What is going on? I didn't physically think it was possible for this team to play this poorly. Thanks for having me, boys. Also, I wish we were meeting under you know better circumstances, uh, but we're not. This is pretty much the worst start they could have had, and obviously we'll get into everything. But the the thing with me is just yeah, they're five and ten. The record is terrible. You know they've they're what are they three and seven against the Rays and the Blue Jays so far. The two main teams that are going to compete for the division with them we'll get to the red Sox later too but not only are they five and ten but even the five wins like they could easily be worse than five and ten like they kind of got 
lucky with some of their wins too. So it's just been a horrible start to the season. Yeah, dude. I mean, boys, gentlemen, how are we? I, I mean, it's it's really just been. <laughs> it's like we're at a funeral, boys. <laughs> it's re- I, I, it's, this is just absolutely terrible. It's really it's really uh, just been depressing. I don't know how to go about this, and I, I keep trying to talk myself off a ledge and you know put a positive spin on this, like I think we all have been attempting to do. But, dude, that's 15 games, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm just – this reminisces with all of last year, basically. So, I mean, it doesn't almost even feel like 15 games to me. It feels like – I mean, if you're including the playoffs, like 80 games, you know? I mean, this is just ridiculous. I, I, I don't really know how to put a positive spin on this. Team looks lifeless. Doesn't really look like they care. Boone clearly doesn't care. I mean, we've had, what, two or three punt games already? I mean, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I mean, how do you watch the I mean, yeah, they stink. They're so bad it's right now, man. It, it feel it feels like remember Tyler when all of last year when we saw we were talking about the 60 game season and it's I don't I guess all the fans also too they were feeling and we'll get we'll get to the part where we have to relax and, you know, be okay and there's a lot more baseball to be be left and, you know, I guess we're still in that mindset of 60 games a little bit. Uh, you know, farce of a season, Mickey Mouse season, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, we're in that mindset, and it feels as though, I mean, we're starting off not good, but it feels like that middle part of the season last year when it was just dog shit. It doesn't. It was terrible, that 20-game stretch. And it doesn't feel it real. It doesn't even it doesn't feel, feel like real. we can – it feels like we've dug a hole that's just impossible to get out of. Like, it's not even like we're losing games that we're competitive in. They just look bad, dude. Like, I feel like I could send up my sister up there at the plate, and she's putting up better at-bats than my guy Glaber. Like, it's driving me nuts, dude. I I guess we'll, we'll start because we, we didn't pod on, on Thursday or after the game. Honestly, you could just say because it was just so – Me, me and Rob just kind of didn't even talk to each other. I think we were both just mutually pissed <laughs> off. It was, it was just mutually just ah, – it was just bad. It was bad. But um, so game one, Cole goes out there, shoves, and it's another instance, or not another, but it's just a weird instance. Our our guys, the big offensive threats, aren't the ones that make an impact in this game. It's Kyle fucking Higashioka, who is once again being seen as Cole's personal catcher, even though they won't fucking say it, but they should say it. But, you know, whatever. They like to play with Yankee fans' minds, and they just want to not tell us whatever they want. Whatever. That's not a part of the point. But you look at this, and then Odor is the other one that gets an RBI in this game. Our seven, eight, nine hitters are the ones that are setting us up in these games, not the top, the top dogs, the ones that we want. So Cole goes out there, shoves. Then game two happens. Ryu looks great. May have been because of the god awful ump in that first game or in the second game. He also caught today on Sunday while we're recording. Uh, Ryu looked good, but also at the same time there were there were questionable calls. But then again, the offense just didn't really have a spark in them, and it was just kind of lackadaisical and just didn't they they kind of looked like they didn't really give a shit until the end where they get three 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 um, runs that was just like okay I guess we're getting back in this game but we're not really. Uh, Tyone didn't li- really look too good. I, he he had you know some moments where you say oh that looks good and it's just the starting staff doesn't look amazing. Montgomery does I, I would say Montgomery is a positive in a way. Uh, Garrett Cole obviously, 
Uh, so we lose the game two, and we lose game uh, game three in a Boba Shett walk-off. Boba Shett is fucking nice. We got to watch out for that guy coming. <laughs> he is he's a good ball player. But on that Toronto series, Nick, what what were your thoughts, brother? I mean, it's just it's fucking. I don't even know where to start. I mean, other than the Cole game, yes, on Monday, it's just like what what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I, yeah, no, I mean that even kind of goes back to what I said to start, right? I mean, yeah, they won the first game, but how good did you really feel coming out of it? A game where Garrett Cole pitches and does his thing, which is great, even though you know, he didn't really have his stuff in the first inning and, and settled in pretty quickly there. And you get all three runs from a couple of Higgy homers, which, yeah, that's awesome, but the lineup was doing nothing. And we saw that the next two games. You know, they were pretty pathetic for the most part on Tuesday. Uh, obviously, they were trying to put together that late rally and the bad base running error, which is partially on Gary, partially on Stanton because he kind of stopped running, which was weird. Uh, so they had a chance in that game, and they run themselves out of it. And then the third game, nobody besides Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela shows up. I think they finished like one Waste, for their last wasted, wasted a two home run game out of Aaron yep. Judge. And you know, before I mean, before today, I mean today he was a bad day for him at the plate, like a lot of the Yankees. But you know, he was kind of looked at as okay. Judge is still kind of hitting. He's he's kind of trucking. Not hitting he's, in big spots though. Not in big spots, yes, that is very true. But you know, waste of fucking two home run game by him. And yeah, the Gary blunder. I, I texted Tyler and I tweeted out, "Come on, Gary, you don't, you're not. He's having a good year. Gary is one of the out the the outliers in you know this dog shit of a lineup that's playing right now. It's he he's been producing, you know, somewhat in and out, and then he he. He had that blunder. Was it on? I don't know. Coaching staff, maybe, possibly. I, I, I can't really tell you. It just was. <laughs> it was deflating when you see Gary just get caught up in a rundown, and uh, it was just bad. It was just bad baseball in Toronto, and and the uh, Higashioka in Game Three also made an error to kind of they then they tied it. So then people are Yankee fans are fighting with each other about that between Gary and. And and Higgy and it's just it's just it's complete just chaos a, as we would like just to say. a literal big mess, dude. <laughs> like the team, it just seems like they haven't played in seven months. Like I, I don't, I really don't understand. And the Toronto series is like not even an issue to me anymore. The, I mean, man, I would say it's an issue because the starting staff did not look good at the, in those games. We look at this and we say we're making the bullpen. And people that are blaming the bullpen are just idiots. Idiots, idiots. <laughs> You're an idiot if you think that this bullpen is the issue. You cannot not score runs and ex- and and make them be in the game and make them try and keep you in the game the whole time. And not to mention, then the starting staff hasn't been going too many. They haven't been getting to five at points. Tyon, I think, had maybe four and two thirds, and then Kluber maybe four and two thirds as well. I'm not sure on the. Uh, where the, it was a while I ago, Kluber it went earlier four. in the week. Kluber went four, I, and they pulled him before he? the fifth. And then Tyone, Tyone, I, I think they pulled in the was it in in the fourth? I think he went like three and a third. Oh, dude. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Like, what what do you what do you feel with with those? Stans, you could t- you want to take it away first, Stans? Yeah. So I had a, a video that has not aged well thus far. I posted on Twitter on Thursday for the off day, saying like things are going to turn around. Uh, and we haven't seen Kluber and Tyone for this, but basically what I said, and I still believe it, was that their stuff doesn't look bad. Like you said it, Rob, like there's a couple pitches or moments or innings where you're like, all right, these guys still look kind of okay, and then they kind of just lose it. 
I'm I'm not all that discouraged by the two of them just because they are pitching for the first time in two years, essentially. I think these guys are talented, especially Tyone, I believe in, because he's still young. Kluber's a different story since he's in his mid-30s, so he's been more of a question mark. The thing is, though, they just need to start giving more length. Like, you can't be pulling, you know, three-fifths of your rotation after three or four innings. That's just not sustainable. You know, we get kind of lucky in April here with all these extra off days, but the bullpen is going to get absolutely hammered if these guys don't start giving us length and fast. So I, I'm i not as down on Kluber and Tyone as maybe a lot of other Yankee fans are, but they're going to have to figure it out quickly. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of right there with you, Nick. Um, I'm not necessarily ready to punt both of them to the moon um, just because, like you said, both these guys really haven't pitched at all. Um I don't, I, I don't know how many Yankee fans are kind of out there expecting Kluber to go six, seven innings. Same with Tyone. I mean, l- like you said, their stuff at times looks good. I've seen them make good pitches, and we've seen them labor a little bit too. We've seen them make some bad pitches. But it is the second week of April, so in terms of them and their production, I wasn't necessarily expecting too much right now. So I'm not, I'm not dropping the ball on them yet. But like you said, Rob and Nick, I mean the bullpen's getting taxed. They gotta I feel like starters gotta give you at least four. And that's and that's pushing it like a lot. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's tough on them. I will say I differ from you guys when it comes to Kluber. I don't think he's good anymore. I'll be honest. When you say I see a little bit more of his stuff from Tyone. He's not getting shelled when it comes, though, Rob. And defense hasn't I, picked him up dude, either. Dude. Dude, I okay, agree with the defense part in that first inning in his first outing against Tampa. That wasn't he got off to a bad or that was no, his second start uh with Tampa against Tampa. I just don't I you I don't really see the life that you guys are talking about with his ball. I'll be honest, the velocity is down. I really don't see him being able to recreate himself as a pitcher a la CC Sabathia when he was able to kind of completely change his form of pitching. And maybe he'll do that. I don't think he's going to do it in the year with the Yankees. That's what I'm saying. And also, I, w- I just want to make this point, too. I know Domingo Horman is an absolute scumbag for what he did, but how are we going to – Yankees Twitter collectively, and I follow everyone, or I follow a good amount, and I see – you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you guys said it, but I've seen people on the timelines. Immediately, they go, Domingo Herman, dog shit, get him out of <laughs> here. They sent him down. Uh, well, they okay. sent him down to have that, that extra but, arm in the pen. But we're not going to look at Kluber. Like, I like Tyone because the dude has been through some shit, and I'm willing to give him more more leeway, and I want to see a little bit. And he's a little younger, too. But we look at Kluber. We're, we're okay with looking at Domingo Armand and be like, all right, buddy, get the fuck out. When, and if you're going to say because of the reasons of him being uh, for what he did off the field, okay, sure. But we're not going to look at Kluber. When it comes to pitching and performing, and we're not going to look at him and be like, I don't think this dude really got it. And I know it's early, so we could say, Relax. But I'm, I'm not, I just really, when I look at it, I'm just like, I don't really know if this guy has it. And I think it's a little bit of a hypocrisy from a collective of Yankees Twitter to be like, fuck, fuck Domingo Herman, but all right, let's give, let's give Kluber a little bit more time. I mean, we did give this guy $11 million. He's supposed to have a lot of upside at 35, I guess, for a year or two left or whatever Cashman thinks of him. And also, I know, Nick, you've been hard on Cashman mm-hmm. for the pitching staff. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe bitching about a starter when it comes to fucking August. Who knows? But, like, I, I just don't really understand this, uh, this from Yankees Twitter to be like, okay, Herman, doghouse, but we're going to look at Kluber and we're going to say, all right, I'll give you a little bit of time left. That's all I'm saying. 
that's just my rant for so far through the pod. I just didn't really – I don't understand that from and, Yankees Twitter. And I you're really not don't. wrong. Oh. And, and and not to mention the next game – sorry. The the next game on Thursday, we start with the fucking opener, and, and then, oh, you know – we get beat. We want to play the Rays game, and we get beat when we're playing the Rays game of doing the opener. And then we go ahead, and we could have had an arm like oh, I, Domingo Herman. I know he's not been great, but I would have probably rather had to do with him than Nick Nelson starting with an opener. I just I hate that. I hate and you're, that. You're not wrong, Rob. People definitely have less patience for Herman because of the fact that he is a scumbag. And I'm not going to tell people to like him or not like him. The, the difference is you can option. Domingo and there's alternative guys like a King, like a Devi, where your leash is shorter on him because it has to be. You're not DFAing Corey Kluber two starts in. And I'm not saying, you know, people yeah. saying DFA Herman. No, he shouldn't be DFA'd either. You know, they did the right thing sending him down. They Boone has already said as much as we'll see Herman come back, but they just couldn't have brought him back for Friday because he hasn't been down for 10 days yet. But I'm with you. The opener was a stupid strategy. My thing with openers is this. You either want to throw someone who's going to change the way the lineup is structured. So for your bulk guy, like kind of how the Yankees for Devi and Hap, which obviously that was stupid, but the goal was to get a bunch of lefties in the lineup where theoretically if you had a lefty who doesn't fucking suck as bad as Jay Hap, it's an advantage for that guy. Uh-huh. Or throw one of your better relievers, like why Chad Green was so effective in doing it, is because you're throwing a guy that, yeah, you trust probably more than your bulk guy. Like, all right, this guy's a stud. I'd rather let him face one through six than, than Michael King. Starting Nick Nelson does neither of those things. He's a righty just like King. And listen, I, I think Nick Nelson has some promise. I'm not ready to punt him to to the moon yet, like you said, Tyler. But no, I'm not an open. No, I'm saying punt to the moon as a phrase. Uh. I'm not saying Nick Nelson. Yeah, no, no. We're this. We're still a pro Nick Nelson podcast as of as of right now. But (laughs) but like, what the fuck was the point in that? Like Michael King, I I agree, deserved the start. I would love to see Devi up here. I just feel like I don't know if they're it's service time or whether they're trying to limit his innings. It it was clear that they weren't going to bring him up, and like I said, they couldn't use Herman. But Michael King deserved the chance to start. I don't get why he didn't get that start. And he wasn't great. He was getting squeezed a little bit, but I thought that, you know, instead of that first inning where Nick Nelson gets kind of pounded on, like let Michael King do his thing and then see when you need to go to the bullpen. So it, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you guys both hit the, hit it right on the head there. I don't, I don't really understand the thought process with it. Um, King was ready. I mean, he clearly threw a bunch of pitches, so he could have he could have started, like you said, Nick. Righty on righty doesn't mix much up. I mean, Nick Nelson's in his his post game um his comments too. He was like, it was it was pretty challenging, something like that, uh, to remember how to start a game. Like I had to go back and remember my routine. So mm-hmm. you know, just another case of the Yanks not putting their players in a good position to win, or uh, not to win to succeed. It's frustrating, dude. I mean, especially to hear comments after like that after the game, you know, and then to see King, even though he labored a little bit, I mean, he pitched well, and he's aside of Garrett Cole, he's essentially been <laughs> the the best arm, the the second best arm from a Yankee. So, you know, I don't I, I don't get the the thought process. I mean, it's just trying to get cute, I guess. I I don't know, dude. They're trying. Dude, we're not like I could understand this if they did this in August or September, and God knows at some point. And boys, we're not even we're we're sucking right now, and God only knows that we're gonna have some injuries of our bigger players at some point. Maybe, hey, maybe it'll <laughs> and, be good for us, dude. 
Maybe I guess if you want to do the positive. No, I won't do zone, that for injuries just, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just that's not that's not a good feeling I have, especially with this stretch. Of oh baseball. yeah, and we got Atlantic but, um, coming up, dude. What are we gonna do? Just, yeah, Ronald Acuna has been absolutely amazing. Two, Dude's been playing like the MVP. It's not two teams that just shouldn't suck. That suck. <laughs> but but um, that game on Friday had to be the worst. Uh, loss of the season or worst game of the season so far um, in my opinion and probably in a good amount and <laughs> fans throwing shit on the field too yeah that's awful. not a, that, that um, was just cool. an embarrassment just an embarrassment for our fan base if you're listening and you go to the stadium don't do that please don't dude, do that Michael Walker's um, line from Friday is 6, dude, six oh inning 6 inning 0 earned 9 Ks Michael Walker sucks bro Oh brother, this guy stinks. He stinks, dude. I don't know. I I tweeted. I was like, "Why are we not?" <laughs> I was like, "Please destroy him." And they they didn't. And it's once again, I mean, Tampa has really Bro, I think um Three hits, I texted dude. you Tyler. Hoke had said it in a press conference to Aaron Boone and he's like, "You guys, we've lost seven straight series to them." I think now the record's got to be like five and nineteen, eighteen around there, in the la- since twenty nineteen, I believe. Dude, it's 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 not a good decade for us against Tampa, and this is why I kind of was very hesitant. Uh, Tyro, when we had Sweeney on, he he had made the point about Tampa not going anywhere. Um, you know, they they got swept by Texas, but baseball is just weird, man. I think Tampa's still a good team, and it's just it's frustrating that we we've only won one series, and and dude. This whole stretch of us with our games is all against divisional opponents. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be completely crazy in saying that they're know, important so games, and, dude. They're important mm-hmm. games. Exactly what I'm going for, and it's important to win against Tampa. And plus, we want to get that. I guess you'd say monkey off. Yeah, the it's back 15 games them. into the season. It's not. I mean, it's not five or seven anymore. I feel like this is a a 15 game stretch, a two and a half, a this two and a half week good. stretch. I feel yeah. like like champion but, championship um, teams just don't. It's just like I mean you could you could reference the Nats from a couple of years ago, but it just doesn't. Teams don't really get in a groove in a slump like this, and it's just mind boggling to me. Bad we, teams do. Yeah. Bad teams do. That's the thing, and we're we shouldn't. God, maybe we should just tell people to stop putting expectations on the Yankees because it's just aggravating when we get our hopes disappointed. And the Sox win ten um, in a row like that it just makes it a thousand times worse. That I hate. That. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Have you guys seen their uniforms? What do you guys think of that? I know it's for the Boston Strong, but I can't help but think those colors are just. Yeah, you know, I, w- I wasn't a fan of them. I think they're fine yeah. as like a one game thing. Like I think is like for for like yeah. the the marathon, it's pretty cool. But like if they were to work those into yeah. like their rotation, it would be weird. Maybe it's just because like what do, the what green do you think? monster and like their whole stadium. I just I don't know. Spin spin zone boys, what if what if the Yankees finally break their tradition? To get out of the slump, we introduce a new home uniform real quick. <laughs> a different maybe do the pinstripes to the uh horizontally. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, something. Yeah, I, that'll happen. <laughs> I'm looking for all I'm looking for all kinds of options. I don't know. You I'm should just take bust, take just, the pinstripes off the jerseys until they start winning games again. It's like well, like your yes, parents, like yes. when you were younger, like they take away like your toys if you're acting up to get you to start acting, you know, to start listening to them again. We gotta take away the pinstripes until they get them back. 
They haven't earned them as of as of late. Yeah, they have not. Throw some stickers on the helmets like they do with like Ohio State football and shit. Like you know, you get a hit, <laughs> you get a sticker. Yeah, Here yeah, you go, yeah. Glebe. You get a sticker today. <laughs> oh my god, that Boone probably already does that. Uh, they already probably have like coloring books and shit in the clubhouse with like stickers on them that they get for when they do can, good things. I can see him walking we in also, the clubhouse. Two claps. All right, all right, gentlemen. Not the outcome we wanted, but a lot of good pitches we saw today. <laughs> that that's actually a good uh transition what do we, what do we think about does he, ha- he he can't be positive all the time i mean he supposedly he had a he had a real real chat to him after friday yeah, and did, then did, we just lost it too so i clearly uh clearly he's not you know vince lombardi with the with the speeches or um what is the who's the character in um uh al pacino's character I don't remember, uh, but like Not, that, every I'm given a bad Sunday, movie that, guy. Uh, that, uh, yeah, no, that, I know uh, exactly what you're talking speech. about. I don't actually know his but, name. But you know, you know what I'm saying. The speech, Sunday, but yes. yeah, yeah. So I mean, clearly that didn't do anything. I know Yankee fans have been bitching about the hitting coach. Um, I, I I've I've said this from the start. I've really not been a fan of Aaron Boone. I think he's a I think he's a good dude and everything. And I I'm not attacking him personally in any way. But I just don't think he's a good baseball manager. I think he was really set well when he was the the swing imitator on ESPN and he was imitating swings and doing that for them with Eduardo Perez and Jessica Mendoza. I just I don't really I don't see him just lighting a fire in a way. He's he I just want one time in these post game press conferences. Look at Brian Hoke or look at all these other reporters and just say, yeah, we're playing like dog shit and we need to step up. That's mm-hmm. all I'd want one time. Just rip into the Call players. someone one out, time. dude. Please. Call Judgy out. Call someone out. Ugh. Just it, It's not even a bad thing. Coaches have I almost before. just feel like the players it, just like don't really even respect them, you know? Like they know that none of the decisions made are really coming from him. They're too familiar he with him. He's too he, much of a he, player's coach. He hasn't made any like bonehead managerial decisions as of yet, in my opinion, this year. Like he hasn't pulled anyone where I thought he should have. Yeah, this year. Yeah, as as of late, he hasn't pulled anyone where, where I thought they should have stayed in, or, or you know, or vice versa. But I just I don't really know if like, and the thing with the Yanks guys is like they're not an outcome driven team. If you, if you, I don't know if you'll get what I'm saying, but like Judge, Stanton, DJ, Glaber, Geo, all of them could go 0 for 5 with 5Ks every game, and they're going to be in the lineup the next day, regardless. Mm-hmm. You know? So right. it does. It almost just doesn't really matter because there's no will to, to, to play better, <laughs> you know? No, there's no urgency, Tyler. You're right. And I, I think it's – I think – they're playing too much of a long game where they're trying to treat this entire season almost like how the Brooklyn Nets are treating the NBA season as just like a tune-up for the playoffs. <laughs> but, like, that doesn't That's work in baseball. baseball. Works, like, baseball man. is too random. Like, yeah, the Nets could throw out one of their three stars and probably beat the fucking, I don't know, the Wizards on a random Tuesday night. But, like, you can't beat anybody. Like, the Texas Rangers just took three out of four from the Rays at the Trop. And they came in here and kicked the shit out of us. Why? Because baseball is unpredictable. Like, I think one good example, Tyler, was to go back to the Toronto series real quick. On Thursday, right, it's the rubber matchup. Uh, matinee, you're thinking, all right, this is kind of a must win. They took two out of three from us at home. We'd like to do the same to theirs. They have an off day the next day, and DJ and Stanton aren't in the lineup. Like, what? Like, 
there's an off day tomorrow. There's been yeah. ten games. What the fuck are we doing? Like, and it's just, and not only that, he doesn't even use them late. We have Jay Bruce, R.I.P. in peace, hitting in, in a big spot late in the game with John Carlos Stand and D.J. LeMahieu and their forty million combined salary just sitting on the bench. Like, what what are we doing yeah. here? And then you, and then that he says like prior to the game. Like, oh, if there's a big spot, like, you know, I can go to one of those guys. Well, clearly you you can't because you didn't. And the they, quotes. He, multiple big spots. The so quotes are infuriating. Lying. They're infuriating. He also said, like, uh, this was, like, I think the first weekend. Like, yeah, I'm not playing G5 games in a row. He's already done that. So it's just, I mean, I'm glad that that's not the case because I would have been fucking pissed if our full-time DH had to sit one out of every five games. But, like. It's just bizarre. Anything that comes out of his mouth or Cashman's mouth, you, you take with a grain of salt because they're such a PR machine. I think I actually understand less about the team after hearing those guys give press conferences. <laughs> Literally, yeah. dude. Um, yeah. You mentioned basketball. Shout out. I mean, I get, we're all Knicks fans. Shout out to the Knicks right now. Julius Randle going ahead, five game or six game winning streak now. So I was watching that a little bit during the Yankees was making me a little less depressed. But um, Playing out of his mind. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess um, to kind of – you made the point of it's not basketball and you can't really do this resting shit and it's, it, it doesn't set you up well. Um, but uh, I was listening because I needed a little therapy too while we were off. I was listening to Pinstripe Strong. Shout out Keith and Joe's Friends of the Pod. Uh, Joe's was making the point that um, – you are like, you are who you are in the the regular season. The regular season, yes, it's a marathon, and we still have time, and we could say relax, and we could we could we could, you know, you know, cool down the Yankee fans and just say, okay, there's still time left. But I'm just, it's really discouraging to me when we have these 15 game stretches, and then you say, wow, when we get to that sprint in October and we get to that sprint in the postseason, like this shit could fucking happen. And that's what just scares me when people on Twitter are saying, relax, 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 rightfully so. I told you, Tyler, on the pod, Nick, I see we're not we're not out here saying, you know, we're not maybe not till like July or August if they're playing like this. God fucking hope us if help us if they're doing this. But I don't think they will. But it's just it's it's saying like. You know, we don't want this to happen in October and it's timely hitting and, and you know, you know, whatever happens with the starting rotation and stuff. And it's going to be let's make I, it. I just would October, like them to dude. develop good habits now, develop the good habits now. And it's really tough because, you know, our bread and butter is to hit home runs. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times I've, you see in the postseason, it's a lot like um, it's a lot like, I guess, basketball that it always kind of resorts back to a certain kind of play in a way. If you guys kind of understand what I'm saying, there is still like we, we look at you guys. I'll see if I can not lose you guys. But you know how in basketball they say, um, you know, it's a three-point game now and it is driven by the three-point yeah. game. And that's how it kind of runs through the regular season. But then when you get to the postseason, it kind of becomes a ground and pound a game a little more. The defense gets tougher. Mm -hmm. You know, all eyes are on you. And that's where I kind of say with the home runs, yes, that is our bread and butter. We can hit home runs in the in the in the um, you know postseason, but you know when we get down to that that time, I just really wish they would show a little bit more dynamic aspects in their offense. Is all I'm saying that it's not going to be. There is going to be a time maybe in the postseason where we hit a stretch in a divisional series and we're not cracking home runs the way that we want to. And you say, okay, 
in order to get us to a way to win at this point, maybe we can't just be swinging for the fences. And I know it's our bread and butter and we have to stick with it. I'm not going to be ignorant to that, and I know that's what gets us there. But sometimes I just wish that we'd have a bit more DJ LeMayhew, um like approach at the plate is all I'm saying. And I know, you know, you guys could take it. I guess you can respond to that. That's that's just my feeling on it is all I'm saying. No, you're you're right, Rob, and I get where you're coming from. And I think the reason that it changes in both those sports in the postseason is because obviously that's when it matters the most. You're facing the best competition in baseball. That means the best pitching. So I, I do think you need to hit home runs to beat the best pitching. I mean, even look when the Yankees beat Verlander in the playoffs or or Shane Bieber, or imagine that Didi ball goes off, you know, out off Cole a couple years ago. You need the home run to beat those guys. But I think something that I would like to see them do more, and they need to do more, whether it's the regular season or the postseason, is changing their approach based on the situation. Like if your offense is struggling, yeah. that lead, you know, they did end up scoring Geo today, thank God, when he hit that leadoff double. But it took a two-out hit from DJ to get him in. Like, you can't have Odor and Clint following that up with weakly hit ground balls that doesn't move the runner. Like, you need to, you know, when you have a guy on second, no one out, tie ball game, it's like, all right, how are we going to get this guy over? And it's just like, it's infuriating. Or Aaron Hicks, how many times do you see him? You know, this was the Tampa series, like, last weekend, comes up, you know, pitcher's wild and he swings at the first pitch and pops it up it's like why are you swinging at the first pitch there so it's just like situationally they're so stupid where it's not even the problem isn't that they're too dependent on the home run it's just that they like refuse to change their approach to anything besides we need a home run in every situation aaron hicks just is, bad. oh my god he made he made my dude. aaron hicks made my yankees descend to the sun list i didn't think i didn't think he was ever gonna get on it it's usually guys you know it's usually jay bruce's rookie odor made it today but uh yeah aaron hicks is on there i'm i'm, I'm just done with him yet he's hitting three still and you could tell i saw someone i retweeted some tweet i saw today i mean judge is clearly getting less like pitchers or uh hitters count pitches to hit with hicks p- hitting behind him a thousand percent. Why would you? Why would you pitch to Aaron Judge when you could just pitch to Aaron Hicks? This is my buddy Nick Kirby from Bronx Pinstripe said. I keep using this analogy because I thought it was so perfect. Throwing Hicks in between Judge and Stanton. I get Judge and Stanton have had their struggles too, but they're just streaky players. That's kind of how it is. Hicks makes no sense in the three hole in general. But throwing Hicks in between Judge and Stanton is literally giving the pitcher a chaser in between two shots of vodka. Like he's is literally <laughs> just making it easier. Like Aaron Hicks isn't remotely one of the better hitters on this team like right now everyone sucks but even when everyone's going why would you put him at three it makes absolutely no sense yeah it does oh brother <laughs> this guy stinks does, doesn't drive runs in <sighs> just tries to goes up to the plate trying to walk which i mean at sometimes i don't mind but like you said he's chasing pitches right now which i mean he's made a literal living off of not chasing pitches yeah, he's and not he even getting like, on base. That's the one thing you yeah. ask for him, from him, and he can't even do that. It's pathetic. I mean, this team has a 296 OBP. Horrendous. Not good. Dude. Judge, I just I see a stat on Twitter right now. Judge, Hicks, and Stan are combined 8 for 71 skid with a 112 batting average. Not. Two, three, and four hitters. There we go. Hard to line up. Just like, dude. You got to be kidding me. I mean, how do you watch that? I mean, they stink. Well, when, They're so like, when, when they came up in the eighth today, it was it was Judge, Stan, Hicks. Strikeout. 
Lazy fly ball to center from Hicks. Three-pitch strikeout from Stan. It's just, these are guys, you know, pitchers are supposed to be afraid of. <laughs> it's just, I feel like you look forward not, to not it. Not right now. Stanton, Stanton has been, like, the guy to go for, uh, for it seems, lately. the Not the meaningless hit, but the garbage time, like, on Yeah, Saturday. and his, his, like, RBI numbers and, and his homers and OPS are, like, up, but he's just, he doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, nah. But, um... You guys want to get into some of these voicemails and hear from the Yankee fans a little bit? And see what? Yeah, saying? let's yeah, get let's, to the voicemails. Let's see. It. Yeah, let, Tyler, let, let them know. Let them know a little bit about uh, that Manscaped code, brother. As you guys know, our homies at Manscaped, go check them out. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code for Savage at Manscaped.com. That is twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code for Savage. Strike out your goddamn pubes with Manscaped this season. Depending on how far we make it this season. Manscaped.com for Savage. Go check them out. All right, so let's let's get into this uh, to these voicemails. We I hope we got some angry people uh, in there because we haven't even all collectively listened to them yet. <laughs> so let's... yeah, so we'll see we'll see what they sound like. We we'll, we'll see. All right, so here here is the first one from. Well, he'll he'll probably say his name. We'll see. Wait. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hey, Tyler and Rob. This is Hank. I'm calling down all the way from the south of Richmond, Virginia. What's up, Hank? Originally from the Bronx, New York. Seems like a uh, very rough start of a season. Pitching other than Cole is getting hit like they were watermelon pitches. And our batters are really not doing too much to uh, to help them out. Uh, every swing is for the fences or for the Grand Concourse. And... <laughs> they're not there. They're not there at all. They look demoralized running onto the field at the beginning of the game. Seems like it stems from the front office management. It, it, it's a complete disaster in the organization right now. I, I, and if somebody wants to argue that one, I, I'll be pleased to do it. But um, it looks bad. It looks bad for the guys. And it seems like there's no motivation whatsoever. So that's my comment, man. Motivation is the key. And if it doesn't start from the top... I don't know where we're going to get it, but talk to you guys later, man. Have a good one. Thank you, Hank. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, he makes some good points. It's uh, a lot of the culture kind of comes from the top. And uh, I mean, Nick, I think I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, I would say obviously the managerial staff and stuff is kind of on the hot seat, but I would say we would think Brian Cashman is untouchable because he is very good at his job. I can't not say that he isn't. But I would say that his seat is getting a little warm this year if they do not get back to the World Series or if they, you know, look like this. And then, you know, it, it's it, it's not – he's not wrong. He's not yeah, wrong. Yeah, he said, uh, seems like a rough start. I, I would agree with that. It does seem like <laughs> that. <laughs> Batter's not doing too much. I would agree with that as well. <laughs> the crazy oh, thing God. is – I know a lot of people are upset with the pitching, and rightfully so. Like we talked about before, how they haven't gotten enough length. But, I mean, the problem really <laughs> is the lineup. Like, the problem is the lineup. Like, it's it timely doesn't hitting, matter. Too, like, not yeah. in, in not one game this season. I guess the closest would maybe be that first Baltimore game where Cole pitched and Stan ended up hitting the grand slam. But even that, they didn't break out till the sixth inning. Like, 
this lineup is supposed to score a ton of runs. They've been at the top of the league in every category since 2017, up there in the top five OPS, home runs, runs scored, you name it, they've been up there. And that's huge because even when a team isn't pitching at its best, if you get your team throwing up a three or four spot in the first inning, letting guys pitch with a lead, they're pitching for their lives every single inning. Like they, they're either behind early or it's just it, the lineup has done nothing. I think it's the biggest problem, followed by the defense. The defense, I think, will improve. You know, now that Bruce is out, hopefully once Voigt comes back, you let DJ go to second. You know, then defense will get even a little bit better. I mean. We'll, Aaron Hicks, what are you doing in center field today? But the lineup has not bailed out the pitching staff even once, and that's why it's just the scariest thing to me. I, I think they've got to come around, but 15 games, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, it's not good, like, you, like you said, I mean, every single pitch is essentially a high-leverage pitch. Every batter is a high-leverage situation. These pitchers have zero room for error. Because this lineup can't do anything. I mean, you score. We scored seven runs, eleven hits in this whole weekend. We should be doing that every game with this lineup. Seven runs. I mean, we've seen that time and time and time again. And they threw out like Michael Walker and Ryan Yarborough, who had K probably said it fifteen fucking times on the on the broadcast day. The worst ERA in the league. Mind blowing. If you, you could, could draw up a guy that you would want this Yankees lineup to face, it's Ryan Yarbrough, a soft tossing left handed pitcher. Like that is yeah. a guy they should put up six runs on, no problem. Like no yeah. problem. And we made him look like fucking Randy Johnson today. And dude, you you wanna you want this team's kryptonite? I swear to God, I could th- I could throw a ninety two mile an hour fastball down the middle, and they will swing through it. Seven out of ten times, I feel like. And the other three, they'll foul it right back. I just... That's the worst for me. Is They, they get pitches to hit, yeah. and they do nothing with them. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to the next voicemail we got here. What's up, guys? Chris here. Um, Going to talk about the Yankees' woes with the bats. Freaking, what, 13 games in, maybe, and... They average like three hits a game. It's atrocious. Um, we don't have a true leadoff hitter. Not saying DJ isn't the true leadoff hitter, but I feel like a leadoff hitter should have speed and set the tone at the beginning of the lineup like Gardner used to do. I feel like DJ should be batting second or third with guys in running scoring position because um, obviously a three three hitter cannot do anything with the bat. Um, Judge is not a two or three hitter. He should be four. Stanton should be seventh or bench. <laughs> Sanchez, uh, I mean, he's doing pretty good this year, but, you know, another injury and stuff like that, who the heck knows what's going to happen. So there's a lot of stuff that are, is unknown. I know it's early in the season, but we have unknown spots in this lineup that just have to be answered. Um, I want to hear you guys take what you think. Um, yeah, go from there. Go Yanks. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, I mean – the thing is with this team is there's just not much flexibility anywhere in the lineup. You can you can move them around. You can move Hicks wherever. You can move Stan 7th, ninth, 4th, 2nd, 5th. I mean, the majority of these guys, like I mentioned earlier in this pod, are going to be out there the following day unless your name is Clint Frazier. If you strike out five oh times, God. you will be on the field the next day, and Aaron Boone's going to slap your ass on the way out there. 
except yeah. Clint. Dude, they should just trade him for his own his own sanity, and I I just feel bad for him. And and now now there should be a debate. Honestly, after these errors by Hicks, and obviously he's not hitting. I mean, why don't we start a debate of Aaron Hicks getting benched and keep Clint? I mean, no one's fucking hitting on this team, but God knows they want to bench Clint Frazier again. I know he hasn't looked good and he hasn't gotten the RBI off his back, and you know that sucks. Put together but a few on this fucking team. It seems sucks. Put together a few better at bats. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's just yeah, the the Hicks thing. Get him out of the three hole at some point, but. But you know, Aaron, Aaron after the after the game, you know he 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 sees him coming around, and we'll see if he comes around. It's a it's a it's a large corner to be coming around on. It seems with the Yankees at this point. Yeah, I think he made an interesting point in, in the beginning. He lost me at Stanton hitting seventh or getting <laughs> benched. Just cause I, I I get Stanton's an easy target for Yankee fans because when he's bad and he's off, he looks bad. Like his swings and misses might be the ugliest and all of Major League Baseball, and he's had a terrible start. But this is kind of who John Carlos Stanton is. As long as he's healthy and ends up playing 145, 150 games this year, I have no doubt the numbers will be there. He'll hit 40 homers, drive in 100 guys. He'll be fine. Just He's just got to stay healthy. But in terms of not having enough speed in the lineup, I think that it's something that has kind of been overlooked where you, know, you don't have guys – stretching singles into doubles taking the extra base where they can you know i'm not saying you need to you know bring in a bunch of guys stealing bases and try and steal with everyone you know theoretically the yankees are a home run team if someone's on first base they're in scoring position when aaron judge or stanton or gary's up but i wouldn't mind it with hicks struggling the way he is sit him down for a couple games get get guardy in the lineup get mike talkman in the lineup i think he's a guy who deserves at least a couple shots here just with how poorly everyone's playing and i'm with you guys they got to figure it out with clint because you can't just keep saying oh he's a starting left fielder and then sit him four times a week like that just can't happen i know i know he's had a slow start but we're talking about like a 10 game sample size here you're messing with the kid's head too much i know he's been bad he looked good playing fucking he looked good in the first four games then he had a bad four games and he's kind of gone back to like 2019 exiled Clint Frazier, let the kid they play. Let the kid them. play, especially oh, when Aaron God. Hicks sucks right now. Aaron Hicks sucks. Get him a couple days off. Let him clear his head because he's clearly pressing. These guys are all pressing, but like it's just visible with certain guys like Hicks. Like they go up there just being like, "Fuck, I'm about to strike out." <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, not good. Um, let's move on. Next one. It is not. Looking good at all, boys. Boone says the bats are going to come back eventually, but I could care less about the bats. They cannot field. They cannot throw. They cannot run the bases. No one wants to speak up in the dugout. I could care less about the hitting right now. They need to fix these other things. It's like we're poking them with a stick, trying to wait to see if they'll do something. It's horrifying. So, yeah. Go next. <laughs> uh, Julius Randle, baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, um, yeah, it did. Clint made a bad error today. Hicks made, like, two errors. And um, I, I I, just – it's it's just – I don't know. They're just bad at defense. They, they may be the worst defensive team in baseball. I'm not even lying when I say that. Dude, I was looking at the Rays when they had um, – when they showed, like, that little info 
infographic of like their their defense and their outfield is ridiculous and so is their infield and it's just like yanks just aren't dude it's just sloppy all around it's just this team has like a big black cloud over every aspect of them right now except the bullpen whatever is water they're fucking drinking give it to everyone else for the most part they've been decent above average <laughs> whatever dude <laughs> i fundamentally I don't even care <laughs> why is roofnet odor on this team like why was the move like the move for him uh, apparently you know came from how they were dissatisfied with jay bruce like everyone else with a brain but why was the move to get a second baseman? Like, yeah, I know DJ LeMahieu can play first, but he's a gold glove level second baseman. So now we're taking a guy off of his best position to play first base and putting in Odor, who is not a good hitter and is terrible defensively. That throw on the on what was a tailor-made double play on Friday night, brutal. And I, I'm not saying that it'll solve the Yankees' defensive woes because there are question marks like Glaber, like Clint, you know, Aaron Hicks, whatever he's doing, I'm going to keep hating on him because I'm so fucking done with his shit. But even a guy like Aaron Hicks, who theoretically should be good defensively, has not been. But at least lock in your infield with DJ at second, Gio at third. Two guys you could trust in the spots that they're at and then figure out the rest from there. But the defense, I, I think it has to get better than this, but I, I still think it might just be bad. I think, yeah, I think it's just bad. Yeah, the Odor stuff, it's, you know, whatever. I think it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a late Band-Aid, I guess. It's just trying to put on and, you know, maybe you get up forward here and then I know I don't like forward, but, you know, whatever, any kind of spark in the lineup can just, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise me and shut me the fuck up, but I, I don't know. I whatever. don't even care. It is like, what it is. Who cares about the hitting from first base, dude? Just get me someone that has a, a first baseman's mitt and has worn it more than 15 times in his career. Put him at first. For real. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's end off on this last one here. Yeah, what's up, Fortran? You got Steve Lovello here, pissed off Yankees fan. What the hell happened to the times where we had Derek Jeter running around there with a stick hanging out? Can someone answer that? Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's rough. God God only knows we need fucking <laughs> Jeter playing some defense for us. Fucking give me fucking Paulie and right and give me or I don't know, maybe not probably judge. And then well I honestly I was thinking about this. We need someone with some fucking balls and cojones to get in. That's why I think Luke would be Luke would be great to just have because we need someone with some fucking nuts that would just get in here and look at us and be like, yo, you fucking suck, you fucking suck. We gotta get our fucking shit right because yeah, like Dude, it's someone it's just, go in there and break someone with something, fire. dude. Like pull a David Ortiz, go smash the telephone, like slam they, the water cooler, they were playing do something. The, they were playing that back, and I, I legitimately believe Yes Network was just doing it to show, okay, we need the Yankees to just do this. And I know it's, I don't know, I guess it's like, oh, you're looking back at what the '90s were, but genuinely, at this point, when we're just playing this bad in sports, you just need someone to look at you and. God only knows Aaron Boone's not going to do it. I mean, someone, please. It's, like, it's someone. like everyone strikes out. I hear the, I hear a faint fuck in the background from the Yes broadcast because that's what everyone screams when they strike <laughs> out. They head to the dugout, put their head down. No one says a word to them. How does Aaron Boone not get thrown out of a game this week? Like, it just seemed like such a lock to happen. Like, if you think back to the uh, middle game in the Blue Jays series, 
when Tyone was getting squeezed, or then Friday night, King getting squeezed. It's like he had ample reason to go off on these umpires and like maybe just try and inject some life into this team, and he did not. Like I, I'm not going to act like I was Joe Girardi's biggest fan when he was here because I was a critic of him, but one thing that I will give him credit for was he was always great at just getting his team fired up when they were going through a lull like this. And yeah. Aaron Boone, like people remember him, you know, Savages in, in the box game. I mean, it's the name of your guys' podcast, right? Savages. And he just has not mm-hmm. let that guy out ever since and it's it's mind-boggling to me it's like why would you not just at least try throw something against the wall see if it sticks like i it's just crazy to me yeah like give me some like someone getting an argument like i'd even take a little bit of like clubhouse drama at this point like someone get mad at someone else have higgy screaming in aaron judge's face about to kick his ass (laughs) have boone go slap like aaron hicks in the mouth you know, <laughs> I don't know, dude, like something just no life does. It just really I, genuinely seems like no one cares. And they they obviously do. Like, I have to keep telling myself that like this is their job. They do this for a living. They play this game for their whole life. But, dude, just minimal emotion all the time. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a tough watch. It is a tough watch, to mm-hmm. say the least. Um. But uh, Nick, good look, good looks for coming on the pod, man. We'll have you like throughout the season. But I would just say, uh, before before we like have you on again, maybe it'll be sooner rather than later if they keep playing like dog shit. We need something, or maybe the next time we speak, they'll be they'll be playing well. Uh, but what would you kind of leave leave uh, some fans on w- with um, to what's going on, and maybe you're gonna maybe have some have some good you know vibes to tell them Relax. i don't know but what do you <laughs> yeah what do you i had my good vibes video on on thursday uh so now i'm just kind of in sad mode just gonna kind of wait for this ship to write itself uh, here's my optimism gun to my head do i still think this team is going to win 95 plus games and the division yes absolutely i think the thing that's kind of scaring me right now is that i'm going to have to seriously think about the possibility that we might just not be that good this year honestly i'd be kind of concerned with the with the way we're playing against division teams I, I think we're gonna make the postseason but i just it's hard for me to look at that those two toronto series and the two tampa series and say we are the clear-cut favorite now and knowing how not good our pitching staff is and how how our offense can just fall asleep at the drop of a hat i you know, hopefully, hopefully your optimism is comes to fruition, man. Because it's just fucking, it's just depressing. Yeah. This was a depressing pod, guys. I'm glad we have each other to just talk about this. Because this, this is was good. This, I feel I, like I just went to to a therapy session. Yeah, exactly. I this is it's just, just sad, dude. It's really just, the, it's just sad. It's just sadness, as as the great Ron Burgundy said. Ron. Where are you? I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> How long did we, we are, wait man. for baseball just... to start? Like five months, four months? Yeah, why did I Why did I miss baseball? Remind me. I, I was yeah. having a good time just like watching the Knicks all winter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm just oh. like stressed all the time now. Like now I have to go through an entire work day tomorrow stressed. And then I don't even get to watch them play at night. <laughs> Off day tomorrow. Yeah, well, we got we – got, we got Atlanta coming in, and that's probably not going to be easy with fucking Ronald Acuna hitting the absolute shit. Well, they're playing like shit, too, dude. 
Cunha's trying to oh. put, be the whole team over there. They're throwing Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson at us, too. Two guys who oh. are off to not great starts, <laughs> but are very good pitchers. So it, it, it could get worse before it gets better. Oh, who do we have yeah. after Atlanta? Isn't it another? Um, let me check real quick. Um, the Yanks are. Oh yeah, we got Cleveland after, who always plays us tough. I mean, they're winning ball games. They do their thing. Hopefully, we miss Bieber. Yeah, maybe. Pitchers will be hitting <laughs> next time we see the Yanks play ball too. Good. Wait, are they? No, in Atlanta, Atlanta comes to us. Oh wait, are you oh, then for real? Yeah, Atlanta comes oh, to us, I and thought... then we go on the road. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. So we got. Wait, I'm just gonna look. So we have Atlanta. And then we have uh, what's it called? You just said it. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, yeah. Baltimore. We Glaber maybe will come alive in Baltimore. God knows he fucking destroys them. Detroit has been hitting well. Glaber's somehow. killing me, dude. And I've been uh, not a, a clear Glaber advocate for a very long time. And dude, that might be the thing that's yeah. making me the most sad because I, I I've never loved Hicks. I haven't hated on the same way people do, but like I. Hicks has been a frustrating player at all times. Glaber being this bad man, it's just it's just a killer. Like what ha- what happened to him? I don't understand it. He better turn it around, dude. He he had like a I know at the beginning of the year he had a seven game hitting streak, but I mean it was a bunch of like one for four games. But I don't know, not putting together great at bats either, dude. Not good, not good. So we have the Atlanta series on Tuesday, Cleveland, Baltimore, Detroit, then Houston. We got. Some good stuff coming up for you guys when it comes to that Houston series. We got uh, uh, some some stuff in the works, so we'll see we'll see what's good with that. Um, and then Washington, so hopefully they can rattle off some wins, boys. And, and we're gonna have to see see what's happening. But um, yeah, this was episode thirty four. Nick, good looks on coming on. We'll have you on plenty amount through the season whenever we have some big big moments like this and depressing moments. If we ever need another therapy session, so and also catch him on the. Uh, Stanzo station stops. That that one will probably be out tomorrow. It probably will not be the greatest one. Maybe he'll show you some more optimism. A little preview of it. I don't know, Nick. I'm gonna maybe a little optimism. Maybe you'll feel better in the morning. I don't know. Monday mornings are they for you? Are you morning guy? Uh, I don't know. We'll see how I feel. I honestly, I don't know. Uh, I could wake up feeling better. I could wake up feeling worse. So I honestly have no idea what I'm gonna say in that one. So we'll 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 fucking see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll Cross see. Cross that bridge um, when we get there. <laughs> yeah, that that's what we'll do. But uh this is it for episode thirty-four of the Four Train Savages podcast. Really appreciate you guys listening. Uh be sure to subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to scroll down, leave a rate and review for the pod. Five stars for you boys. Also be sure to head over to our friends at manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code for savage at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com while using the code for savage strike out your pubes with manscaped this season. The Yankees aren't looking so good right now, boys and girls, but hopefully the next time that we speak to you after this Atlanta series, the, the Cleveland series, we're talking about good vibes only. And we're back on track and we're talking about how, Aaron Judge is smacking the shit out of the ball. We're talking about Glaber's getting back on track. Who fucking knows if they play Clint Frazier and if he hits. 
Maybe uh, we get something from Tyone. Maybe Kluber proves my ass wrong. We'll have to see. But stick right here with the Four Train Savages. Subscribe. Follow us at Four Savages on Twitter. Also on Instagram at Four Train Savages for all the up to date uh, opinions on uh, on the Yankees from us. And we will catch you next time.